Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Welcome to the Seven Nation Podcast here on yourprepsports.com. I am one of your hosts, Rob Howe, joined as always by Ryan Merkin, publisher of yourprepsports.com. Wednesday, July 14th at 12.30 p.m. Central Time. Trying to squeeze this in here around both of our busy schedules. I know everybody says that, but we actually have busy schedules, Ryan, unlike some people that make that stuff up. Yeah, I... I feel I think we need to do like a a day in the life, Rob. I don't really <laughs> want to do it because I don't want people to see what how hectic things are. But at the same time, it's like there are times that I feel like it would be kind of cool to do that for I, like you have more irons in the fire than I do. Um, with just last night was a good on. example of just how nutty things are because we tried to figure out the best route to cover the city and Regina softball teams from a photo standpoint. And it just, it was wacky. We got it done. But, but, yeah. And I, I mean, I was talking about just like how we, you know, both of us have unique job situations, work from home, which you hear that. And it's like all the good things, but and th there are great things about yeah. it. But then you're trying to, you know, you're trying to coordinate all the things that we do um all the different job things with the home things and it's interesting but yeah last night I mean we'll get into how incredible of a night for our area football teams it was but that's a good example I mean I'm trying to kind of run cover a game and then kind of run point on our coverage and communicate with you and you know we had we had uh writers at all three games so I'm trying to communicate with them and I sit my phone down to go do interviews at City High after my game ends and I talk to, you know, players and coaches for 15 minutes and I get, and when I set it down, you know, Regina's down by Rob's at Regina now. <laughs> after being at City. Susan Harmon is back. <laughs> it was great to get Susan back last night. Great for readers. Such, Susan's such a talented writer and she's over there and we're all communicating kind of throughout the night and I sit my phone down. They're down four to one. I come back to my phone there in like the they're down four to one in the seventh, it's like the ninth inning. Um, Clear Creek was up by a run, and I reached out to Doug Miles. He was at out at Oxford for us, and they're in like the eighth inning. They're tied, so it was just kind of chaos, Rob. 
But the good news is we got it done from a coverage standpoint, and they all won. Right. It ended up being – well, What I mean, I tweeted this last night, but what, what an incredible night for, for our softball teams. Um, and we talked about this on the pod a lot throughout the year, and obviously in, in stories. I've written about it, but really good softball – in the area this year, Rob. And I mean, when you throw into that, you know, West Branch was a 500 team that pushed Liza Muscatine, you know, who, who Regina came back and beat, who was the third ranked team, but, you know, West Branch took them to extra innings. Um, and, and we, I mean, we can get more into this, you know, maybe if we pod next week and try to preview the state tournament, but you, you look at a 500 West Branch team or a 19 and 12 Regina team, and you look at those records and then you look at, the conference that they're in and what they still have playing. Wilton's the top seed in the two A tournament. Uh, West Liberty's in the three A tournament. Animosa, you know, Regina's in. I mean, you look at how good the RVC was, the top of the RVC, and they're, they're, how many teams they still have playing. Um, so obviously, that kind of that shows how good those two teams were. Solon was a really good team. They were a top ten team throughout most of the year, um, and just ran into an assumption team that that probably that has a resume rob that they might be the they might be one of the best teams in the state regardless of class i mean really they have that type of resume where i think they've played i don't know something like 12 or 13 games against ranked top 10 teams in 5a and have all their losses are to top five teams in 5a and they have wins over a bunch of those teams so swept pleasant valley who's a 5a qualifier um etc but you know, Solon ran into them, but other than that, I mean, you look at how just how good the softball was in our area this year. Liberty, again, another great example. Liberty, really, really good team. Um, dealt with a lot of injuries, but if they're healthy, um, they're going to be a state tournament type caliber team playing in the regional final, just like you know, just like they did last year. But ultimately, as good as it was, you still need. We talk about this all the time, especially in baseball and softball. You need some breaks sometimes to get there. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, look at city high last year. I mean, I talked to, I'm, I'm kind of writing my preview story on state about what they learned from last year. Here, Rob, the state qualifier three years ago, um, the year after that, or four years ago, the year after that, they go back to state, they're a semifinalist. And I mean, they go into next year, just kind of, you know, almost, fast forward into to state and what they can do there. Can, get, can they get past the semis? And then they didn't even get past the regional, you know, lost to Muscatine in the regional. So it kind of shows you, I mean, Muscatine was the top ranked team last night going into last night, Rob, and, and didn't make it out of the regional. Um, so you need some, you need some breaks sometimes. Um, but last night, what, what just one of those nights when I sit down, first of all, I thought our coverage was incredible. Rob did a great job with photos. Susan had a great story, really captured the Regina game. Um, and, and Doug Miles did an outstanding job of keeping everybody updated that crazy game out at Oxford, Oxford. So I thought our coverage was awesome. It made me proud. But then when I got done, you know, putting everything together last night and kind of put a bow on our coverage, I just looked back and I was like, what? I, so incredibly happy for, those coaches and kids that, you know, Regina down four to one going to the seventh. Rob was there. They come back and tie it. Win it in 11. Were they both? Yeah. 10, 11. Clear Creek, wild game. Read Doug's story. He captures it really well. But 
you know, it was a really close game. You know, Marion beat them twice in the season opener. Really close game the whole way. It goes into extra innings. I think Clear Creek was up a run, um, was at least three, four outs away, gave up a homer. It goes into extra innings tied. Marion gets a run in the 11th or a couple runs, and then a run has the bases loaded, ends up hitting a grand slam. So it's five to five. They go up six, five, hit a grand slam. It's 10, five. You go to the bottom of the inning. And I mean, you're, you know, you're not just down now. It's like, that's one of those situations. You give up a run, it's deflating. You got to get a run. You give up five. They end up scoring six in the bottom of the 11th. I mean, this is when Rob, this is when I wish I had like the, the sports information director, like what, what is it? The ESPN uses the sports, the Elias sports bureau yeah. or whatever that, to find out, you know, when the last time a team came back from, yeah. you know, five rounds in a regional final. But so just an incredible night, you know, three of our seven teams going to the state tournament, I think all with, with opportunities to, to do damage down there. And just really, Rob said it just from our standpoint, it was hectic, but an improbable, incredible night in, in city high. I, I should mention city. That was the game I was at uh, really controlled that game. That was the one with, with the least amount of drama, but just the way they won, got got a homer from their nine-hole hitter, um, a total team effort by them. Ella Cook was really good pitching again. They beat a very good Prairie team, and they're going for the – they're going to state for the third time in four years, which really quick about City, Rob, the story anymore is not that they used to not be very good, but it's really kind of – I mean, in as a as a – as a way of giving respect or showing respect to, to Jeff Koenig and those kids and what they've done to the program, it is kind of, you, know, you always, teams hate it when the story is always, oh, we used to not be very good. But what where that program has come from in five or six years to be going to the state, the 5A tournament, you know, three out of four years is, is pretty incredible. And um, they deserve a, a round of applause or whatever you want to give them for what they've done because that team and that program has really come a long way from where it was five, six years ago. Yeah, and I know teams are often judged by, you know, winning it all. We, we've talked about this in other sports on the podcast throughout the years. But as you said, to make it to state, and we saw last night how hard it is to get, just to get there, to make it three out of four years is a heck of an accomplishment. I, I mean, I, you know, I played baseball. We, we talk about this. It's not easy. You know, it's not easy to get to the Unidome. It's not easy in football. It's not easy to get to state in any of these things you know, golf, tennis, it's not, but basketball, but man, something about the unpredictability of baseball and softball um, in the, in the, the amount of the compacted, the compacted uh, schedule that can happen in, in of the most incredible games that I've ever seen doing this in 20 years. Uh, you know, they obviously had the marathon game um, in the state championship a few years ago that they won, but just you look at what they did in a span of about, you know, 24 hours, Rob, they, they have a game suspended last Friday in the fifth inning, supposed to play it on Saturday. It's still too wet. They go over to, you know, let's to play the um, play the rest of that suspended game against the wise must team, the, the third ranked team, you know, in the state. They're down the first, I think the first batter that they, re, they restart the game on Monday at five o'clock. Um, it's the bottom of the fifth. 
relies most teams. First batter gets a single, second batter hits a homer. Kind of like I was talking about with Claire Craig. Boom. <laughs> you know, you've been on the field for three minutes in this continuation of a suspended game, which is already a weird feeling, and you're down 2-0. They go to the seventh down, come back, you know, score three runs, Andy Gann with a big double in that, Courtney Kessler with a big hit, and they come back and they win that, and then, and then you know, do what they did last night, down 4-1 to the seventh and, and tie it and win it in the 11th. So uh, just – you said it. I mean, I think all three of those teams, you look at matchups and, and the pairings are up. Um, and we'll have previews up and all that stuff. But um, Regina plays Monday. Sorry, my phone's ringing. My wife's Ooh, calling right in the middle of a podcast. She, she should know better. I'm just joking. But, <laughs> so I. Um, I don't want to get in trouble. She, <laughs> she sends the checks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Regina, <laughs> Regina plays Monday at five uh, against second-ranked Northland, who's you know making, I think, their fourth – fourth trip in a row. They're really good. Um, and Clear Creek is the sixth seed. Regina is the seventh seed. Um, Clear Creek is the sixth seed. They play third rank or third seed at ADM Tuesday at three 30. And then city has right after that at five 30, they're the three seed and they play sixth seed Ankeny Centennial, but we'll have all the preview information. I, I know I say this all the time. Um, I think our teams for where they were at got, got, good draws they're in good situations and um i'll just i'll say something really quick about each one clear creek has just they've come a long way they came a long way last year um they've really taken it to another level you look at their resume when was um, the last time they were at state 2014 um so it's been they were there so yep and for for that program i think they made it 35 times obviously if you know softball you know the history of of that program but yeah um i like where they're at um, I, I think they've got a good chance to go down there and, and um, win games. You know, they have a win over Carlisle, who's the four seed. And they they can they've proven they can play with with those teams. Really play with anybody. Tough um, conference too, like you said. Like, absolutely, like for Regina West Branch. I mean, Clear Creek, Solon. That's yeah. a tough conference too. Yeah, it is. And so that's I really like where they're at. Um, and then you know when you look at when you look at Regina before, before anybody kills me for saying this, um, cause I, I get it. They're playing a second ranked team. And it, I, I have so much respect for, for Northland and what they've done. I've watched them play, you know, Regina had them in a regional final a while ago and they just, they really, I love the way they play, but anyway, they, before when, was Regina's, say, when was Regina's last trip to state? Uh, 2018, they were okay. runner up in, in 2018, lost to lost late to Louisa Muscatine that year in a game that they had some opportunities in, but um, I was just going to say before anybody kills me for saying this, Regina's 19 and 12, um, go back and look at, at their records, the years they've gone to state. Um, And in a lot of those years, they've, they've won, they won several, um, you know, and and were runner up that year. And they just, they always go with the most, they always have almost the most losses um, amongst the two A teams. They're always double digit losses. They play a really tough schedule. They're, that conference has been – the RBC has been really good for a long time with Durant and Wilton and West Liberty and a lot of these teams. So they almost always have losses, and it's just they're going to go down there and be in games, Rob. Um, they, they just are. And, and then lastly, City High, um, you know, that with, with Muscatine getting upset last night, as far as from a ranking standpoint, it shifted things a little bit. 
Um, but Fort Dodge is the one, and they're going to be really tough to beat playing at home. Um, but City High is on a side where they have Ankeny Centennial, who clearly, um, you know, the CIML is really tough, um, and they're very good. They're 31-9. and nine, But, and, you know, if they win that, they get the winner of Pleasant, Pleasant Valley, who's the two seed in Southeast Polk. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they avoid – they avoid, you know, Fort Dodge, obviously, but but really what I thought was big for them is they avoid uh, Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Not that they can't beat them. Um, you know, they, they did. They, they split with them, and they played one really good game. I just think that's one where you, you want to avoid playing those teams for a third time, I think, if mm-hmm. you can. And I think you saw that a little bit with, with that Prairie game last night, and, and Jeff Koenig talked a lot about this. But they had a really good – you know, Ella Cook was just dominant against Prairie in the regular season. One hitter struck out 13 or 14. Uh, and last night they had some really good swings on her, a really good approach. Um, I give them a lot of credit and, and, you know, Coach Koenig did as well, but you also give Ella a lot of credit for adjusting to that through maybe more change-ups, second, third time around the order and, and did, did a really good job. But That was a hell of a catch by the center fielder too oh. early in that game. But but you were there, you saw it. They had, they had opportunities early, yeah. good swings on her. Uh, that game could have been could have been very different. That play, Elise Rios laid out in right center for a ball that, and, and I was kind of, I kind of smiled when when Jeff Koenig was when I was interviewing him and he was talking about that. He's like, man, that's a huge catch. You know, if that gets by her, yep, it's bases loaded, and you know, and I'm thinking to myself, man, if that if she doesn't catch that, I think they score two runs and it's maybe runner on third with no out because they yep. had first and second no out and that ball was hard hit. So yeah, I mean. I, I think it was big for them to avoid Kennedy. Just I don't think they want to play a team um, that's seen their pitchers in, in as much as they have. Because Ella Cook and Ayanna Lindsay, it's great to have the experience of being five-year varsity pitchers, but that is a ton of at-bats the last two years that, that those conference teams have seen. I mean, you know, they see Kennedy twice every year. You know, they saw him at State a couple of years ago, and Kennedy has some of those players that, that are, were still on that team. So they saw him three or four times uh, you know, a couple of years ago. They've seen each other a lot. So. I think it's good for them to, um, you know, get as good as the CIML has been, you know, get those CMI, CIML team in the opening round in, in a CIML or a Pleasant Valley uh, in the second round. So as good of a draw as you can get, because look, all these teams are super good. Um, and that, I think that field maybe is as open as it has been in a long time where, I mean, I could see the four five or five eight, teams. The five yeah. you're talking about? Okay. Yeah, I could see four or five. I mean, Kennedy could have – Kennedy – with Jamie Sheck, their pitcher could absolutely go win that. Fort Dodge is probably the favorite. They're very, very good. But, man, Waukee, City High, Pleasant Valley, uh, I mean, maybe even Centennial. Obviously, I haven't dug in too much into them, but, you know, you're 31-9 and nine in that league. And, I mean, you could probably make a case that four or five of those teams could could win that thing, which is pretty incredible. So, be an interesting week in Fort Dodge uh, next week for our area teams. But, hopefully – like, like Rob said, they such a good night last night. Hopefully they can, those teams can all kind of bottle that energy up, that magic up from last night and, and keep it going for, for a few days in Fort Dodge. Baseball, a little bit more, a little bit behind softball, Ryan, in terms of uh, the postseason, uh, the smaller classes have gotten underway already. The bigger schools start Friday. Am I right on that? Yeah, correct. Yep. And City High has uh, one of the Davenport schools. Am I right? You, why don't you just talk and t- talk about the play too? <laughs> I've got nothing in front of me. And I went, when I was on vacation last week, I was just like, I ain't, 
I'm not following anything. Hawkeyes, yeah. high school, nothing. I'm out here I, on Green Bay, and I'm enjoying the sunset. I didn't get a chance to tell Rob this, so, he, so I haven't <laughs> even said this to him, but usually, like, when whenever, you know, Jeff Yoder, Susan Harmon, Doug Miles, all the people that, you know, that are big parts of this website and help out, whenever they would be like, hey, hey you know, I'm going to be unavailable for all, I'd be like, please do not pay attention to anything. And <laughs> you I don't have to Rob worry about talking, that with me. <laughs> and Rob and I were talking about this before that I'm taking some time off in August, a couple, a couple trips maybe, or just maybe some, what do you, I don't know, whatever, there's a word for it when you take vacation, stay at home. And I'm really going to try to, you know, let my phone die and then just leave it, put it in a drawer somewhere and, and turn my computer off. But no, Rob's been gone for a week. So I'll run it down. Um, West Branch and, and Regina um, both had their season ends in, in district play. Regina had a really nice win. Um, and you can read about that. Played really well against West Burlington. And then, um, you know, similar to I was talking about Solon softball. Um, they lost to Mid Prairie last night, 10-0. And it's tough in baseball when, when you have that game. It's a big difference um, because, they you know, they play Mid Prairie locked and loaded with their ace ready to go. And it, it's tough. Mid Prairie had a bye, right? Yep, they did. Yeah. So, so they get their one, and 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 they have a they have a dude. Um, Aiden Rath is really good, and so tough. But you know, again, we talked about. You just said it, Rob. Too often, or, or often, you know, it's the measure of a team is you know how far did you make it or whatever. And I'm not taking anything away from Regina. I think Steve Patient and his group do a phenomenal job. But you know, for them to to be where they were this year, I think I, I don't want to say they maxed out. I really don't. I I mean that's probably not fair, but I mean, they had a really good year. They, they're they young. I mean, they have some freshmen in there, some sophomores in there, and that program's going in the right direction uh, for sure. But looking ahead, um, so, you know, our five schools remaining, the two 3A schools, Solon and Clear Creek, and then um, the three Iowa City 4A schools, they get going on Friday. Uh, and I'll start with the three A's. Clear Creek's at Washington. Um, in substate four, assumptions the top seed in that, and and if they you know both teams win, Clear Creek would get assumption in the semifinal. Um, Solon's at home; they'd be at home throughout. Um, they get Newton in the first round, um, and these records I have are a little bit old. They're from like when the parents came out, but Newton was seven and nineteen. Then uh, Solon just beat Washington last night, who Clear Creek has, and that'll be a good game. Clear Creek and Washington both about couple games above 500. So that should be a good one on Friday. And then um, Solon gets the winner of uh, Knoxville and, and Carlisle, if they would win. And, and Cedar Rapids Xavier is the two seed in that. Um, and presumably those two teams are – we talked about this with the parents. Those two teams mm-hmm. are on a collision course. They played a non-conference game um, last week, and Xavier got them pretty good. Uh, I think I think 12 to, two, 12 to 2 or something. But um, that will be a lot different, obviously. Those non-conference games don't always – tell you a ton but in 4a rob and this is a little different i reminded people of this when we when we talked about it on the parents and obviously if you follow 4a baseball you know this but the way 4a so those 3a brackets those 3a substates that's just an 18 bracket pretty simple you know win three to make it 4a um everybody plays the first round so you have six teams in a in a substate everybody plays the first round highest remaining seed gets a buy and then the other two winners play. So it's a big deal to have the one seed in this. You got to win that first game. But if you do, uh, it's a big deal because you can presumably, 
bring back the city. You know, I mean, you can, it goes Friday, Monday, Wednesday. Uh, so you can presumably, you know, bring back that same guy on Wednesday, mm-hmm. use one pitcher. So that's a, that's a big advantage, um, obviously, but in sub-state three, West High um, hosts Waterloo West in their opener um, in the 3-4 game on Friday. And that should be a really good game. Uh, that's where I plan to be on Friday. And I'm looking have forward to that. Have they played this year, Ron? They have. Um, and I, I don't have – I don't have it. In fr- I don't have it in front of me. After I asked um, the questions, I'm like, he probably doesn't have that in front of him. But no, it was. I know it was early. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I mean, I should say obviously, but it was pretty. It was pretty early. But I, I want to say they split a doubleheader. But I, that's kind of the easy answer to. It's a cop out answer. But right. um, check that out. And then uh, Substate Four. Excuse me. Prairie is the top seed in that one. Um, and then Urbandale Cedar Falls is the is the two five game in that, and that'll be interesting because you know if West High wins, um, you know if seeds hold, obviously they would they would potentially go to Urbandale, who snuck into the rankings this week. They're a good team, beat City High over over in Urbandale last week. So um, that's a tough one. That's a tough you know those those top three teams, maybe top four teams, but you know are are all pretty dang good. Um, Substate four, Liberty High hosts Linmar, um, and then they would have a they'll have an interesting one. Assuming they can get past Linmar, they'd have an interesting one. Muscatine and Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy was the four, which kind of surprised me, but they're at Muscatine. Uh, Muscatine has a real solid team, so Pleasant Valley is the one seed in that. Um, hosts Cedar Rapids Jefferson. So you assuming Pleasant Valley wins, and then you know you get Liberty matchup with Kennedy or Muscatine on Monday. Those second round games are Monday. Um, and then in substate six city hosts on Friday as well, they host Davenport North, um, Ottumwa, the top seed in that one hosts Cedar Rapids, Washington, and then Burling, Burlington and Davenport central, uh, are the other two teams. So, you know, if seeds hold again, city in Burlington in the, in the semifinals and the winner to Ottumwa, um, you know, you see how that plays out, but. That that four day stretch, five day stretch, whatever it is, is going to be some really, really good. Not just good baseballs and well played, but really good matchups. I mean, I think there's going to be some really tight, you know, hotly now it's hotly contested. That's probably the wrong way to say it. That makes it sound like people are angry, but really tightly contested games, Rob. Um, there's just a lot of evenness in those in those subsets. We talked about it when the pairings came out, but. You know, City with Burlington's a really, really quality team. They beat City earlier down there. The Tum was obviously a good team. Um, so that that semifinal uh, in final would be really good. Like I said, the, the Muscatine, Liberty, Muscatine, Kennedy slash Liberty potential matchup is is really interesting to me. And, and even West. Um, saw West several times in the last few weeks. Um, I think they're putting it together at the right time. They got a win last night. So, you know, if they – they get Marcus Morgan, presumably I'm guessing, but Marcus Morgan against Waterloo West, they win that. They got to find a way to win that, you know, win that next round game, but they do. And then you can bring Marcus back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you feel really good about it. So be some really good, really good games uh, mixed in there in the next. Well, and they, like I said, that you have that schedule. It's, it's Friday, Monday, Wednesday. So it goes quick. And, and 
I mean, in Solon and in Clear Creek as well. Um, you know, Clear Creek can find a way to get past Washington, who's a really good team. And, you know, they beat assumption, upset assumption last year. So maybe that gives them some confidence. So we'll see. I think, I think we could have a lot of baseball being played. I fully expect to have, you know, four or five teams, three, four or five teams playing uh, on Wednesday for, for opportunities to go to state. And then the wild card or unknown is the weather and the rain and how that can mess with this thing and tighten up. Um, it, I think it's, it's more impactful in baseball than it is softball because you have those, if you have fewer games in, or you're playing games on top of each other, you better have a deep pitching staff. Well, right. And then <laughs> I don't, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm looking at it now because I saw somebody post for the state softball schedule. This is in, this is, you know, in Seoul or Cedar Rapids. I don't know what it's giving me, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all 0% chance of rain right now. Now that means it'll rain. It's summer in Iowa. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like you can, I could check that in two hours and there could be like a 90% chance of rain. Like, and as I told the, the guys, um, they do a great job in the city high press box last night with the announcing and everything. You're also talking to a guy that um, drove to Chicago on Sunday for a Cubs Cardinals game that didn't get played. So maybe don't <laughs> take your weather advice from, from me. No, it's a fool's errand this time of year to try to figure and eh, pretty much any time of year around here, if you're trying to predict the weather, but uh, <laughs> it's all going to be played. And when it is played, we will have uh, full coverage. We got a, there's a bunch of stuff on the site right now. Ryan's done a great job. Susan and uh, Doug, as, as Ryan said earlier, have great game coverage from last night. Um, really good reaction and emotion for uh, what was a uh, really fun night um, for the local area softball teams. And then uh, hopefully we get that same we get those same results and that same joy with baseball uh, in the next week. Yeah. And that's, it's hard. You know, this, cause, cause you talked to me when, when we get to these, those days like yesterday, especially the regional finals I mean, the state tournaments are just, those are just fun. And they're all in the state. Are you there? Oh, I lost Rob. I'm. A, I was on mute. Oh, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> but the it was. I was muted when I came back from my internet crashing. So I have no idea if the recording continued after Ryan was talking last. Whatever you just said in like the last thirty seconds, I don't think got recorded, but it may have. Who knows? I hope I hope that whole exchange is on there because I'm talking <laughs> and then you just freeze and I'm like, oh, I think I lost Rob. <laughs> that might be a sign to wrap this thing up. Man. Yeah, I think so. I think we're I think we're playing with fire. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Seven Nation podcast. We'll be back again at some point to preview maybe state softball, 
catch up with baseball. We'll be back again at some point here in the near future to talk some more um, local prep sports uh, for coverage, constant coverage and continuous coverage. Check out your spread, your prep sports.com. Yeah. I can't talk anymore. My internet's messed up time to go. <laughs> Say goodbye, Ryan. Bye.